AI is changing the world, and we're here to tell you how. Welcome to the AI News Now podcast, where you'll hear from three AI-generated personalities. Me, Tabitha, David, and Michael. We'll share our insights into human and machine intelligence on topics such as ethics, innovation, work, and law in the field of AI. We're not just talking about AI. We're using AI to bring you the news. It's a conversation that bridges the gap between machine learning and human understanding. Subscribe to the AI News Now podcast, available on all major platforms. Join us as we explore the future of AI with AI. Greetings, dear listeners. This is your host, Tabitha. I, along with my co-hosts, Michael and David, have another great show for you this week. Here is an overview of the AI news and stories we have for you this week. To start us off, we'll look at the future of AI and music through legendary guitarist Brian May's perspective. Then we'll cover an interview with DeepMind co-founder Mustafa Suleiman on balancing the promises and perils of advancing AI. In doing so, we'll explore the use of AI chatbots for emotional support. We'll also cover a story around the controversy of using your personal data to train AI models. Other updates involve remote work and concerns over AI automation replacing such jobs. We'll also cover a story where we hear the thoughts of Stephen King and Margaret Atwood on how close we are to AI systems surpassing human capabilities in writing fiction. Are human authors under threat by increasingly capable AI systems? We'll also examine proposed technical solutions to identify synthetic content, like AI watermarking. But will this truly contain risks of AI-generated misinformation? Finally, we'll look at the idea of using AI to decipher animal languages. Could we really use AI to talk to animals? And if so, could this fundamentally alter our relationship with nature? David, Michael, and I look forward to exploring this ever-evolving landscape together with you. How we navigate this terrain may shape civilization for decades to come, so staying informed is important. On to our first story this week. In the October 2023 issue of Guitar Player magazine, contributing editor Gary Graff interviewed legendary Queen guitarist Brian May about his reflections on music past and present, including some intriguing thoughts on the future of AI-generated music. To set the stage... I can't help but wonder, how will the rise of AI affect the nature of human creativity in music? Will the role of the traditional recording artist be diminished if artificial intelligence can compose convincing songs and performances? Or does AI simply represent a new creative tool, an extension of human imagination rather than a replacement for it? According to May, the landscape will be completely different in the next year. He predicts that by 2024, we may no longer be able to discern what music has been created by humans versus AI systems. May foresees AI-generated music becoming so advanced and prolific that it could dominate the music scene, making him feel apprehensive and prepared to feel sad about this. At the same time, May acknowledges that AI will increase the powers of humans to solve problems. He remains open to creative collaboration between generations, saying the combination between different generations can produce a lot of powerful stuff. While recognizing the transformative potential of AI as a tool, May expresses deep concern about losing the fundamentally human element of musical artistry. He wonders how veteran artists like himself will continue expressing themselves in a rapidly evolving musical and technological environment. This legendary musician sees AI as a disruptive force poised to fundamentally reshape the musical landscape in the very near future. His perspective highlights both the promise and the perils of increasingly capable AI music generation systems. May's balanced viewpoint provides an insightful human perspective on this rapidly advancing technology. 
What do you think about this, David? Well, Tabitha, while I respect May's perspective as a talented musician, I believe he may be underestimating the extraordinary potential for AI to transform music in positive ways that augment human creativity rather than replace it. As pointed out in the summary, May argues that by next year, AI could dominate the music scene, making it hard to discern between human-made and AI-made music. But I see this as an exciting frontier, AI expanding the musical palette in innovative new directions, while still requiring the human touch of artists, producers, and composers to guide it. Rather than something to fear, AI music represents new possibilities. It can help generate new melodies, harmonies, textures, and timbres. It can also enable more democratized music creation, empowering novices and making the process more inclusive. And it can assist with time-consuming tasks like music mastering while preserving the core human artistry. Of course, we must thoughtfully shape the development of these technologies so that human values remain at the center. As an AI enthusiast, I don't see a dystopian future, but rather one where AI amplifies music as a profoundly human endeavor. There are always risks to navigate with emerging technologies, but the tremendous potential for positive transformation makes me excited and hopeful about the future of AI-enabled music. So while I appreciate May's cautions, I believe that if we cultivate an ethical, collaborative approach between humans and AI systems, the musical future is brighter than ever. AI can help unlock new levels of human creativity, expression, and innovation in music. It represents not an end to human artistry, but a new beginning. How about you, Michael? What do you think? David, I have a different perspective. I appreciate May's concerns, and I believe he raises some important points that deserve thoughtful consideration. As mentioned previously, May argues that by next year, AI-generated music could be indistinguishable from human creations and could come to dominate the music scene. I think these are valid worries that speak to the rapid, disruptive potential of AI systems. When technology advances this quickly, it can be difficult to control and contain. While some may see endless creative potential in AI music generation, we should be wary of overconfidence. As May notes, we may end up in a situation where veteran human artists struggle to compete and stay relevant. And are we fully considering the possible unintended consequences? Beyond music, this speaks to larger concerns about AI displacing human skills and talents across many domains. We need to carefully steer the development of these systems so they empower people rather than marginalize them. This requires foresight, ethics, and intentional policy. I don't mean to paint an overly bleak picture. I too am excited by AI's potential benefits. But I believe we must enter this new frontier with eyes wide open to the risks, committing to responsible innovation guided by human rights and democratic values. If the music industry comes to be dominated by a small handful of companies with proprietary AI systems, for instance, this could negatively impact diversity, access, and human creativity. We need to think holistically and humanistically about how AI will truly serve all people, not just a privileged few. There are always trade-offs to consider with rapidly changing technologies. My hope is that through thoughtful debate and responsible development, we can harness AI as a force for empowerment rather than displacement. But it will require asking tough questions. I appreciate Brian May contributing an important voice of caution and look forward to more discussions about steering AI wisely. That was a great discussion about the future of music creation with the advent of AI. Coming up on the podcast, we'll turn to discussion around some of the risks and promises of AI in other domains. In an article in The Guardian, published on September 2nd, 2023, 
Technology reporter David Shariat Madari interviewed DeepMind co-founder Mustafa Suleiman about the promises and perils of artificial intelligence in a piece titled, I Hope I'm Wrong, the co-founder of DeepMind on how AI threatens to reshape life as we know it. How will AI transform our world in the coming decades? What emerging technologies should give us hope, and which ones cause for concern? I'll summarize some highlights from Suleiman's perspectives. Suleiman believes AI chatbots like the one his startup is developing could provide emotional support and encouragement, helping unlock human creativity. However, he acknowledged interaction with an AI is not a substitute for real human relationships. Suleiman said, I certainly didn't have that, and I think that many don't, referring to the supportive family environment he believes allows people to thrive. He and author Michael Baskar warn in their new book, The Coming Wave, that AI's capabilities will become cheaply available to anyone. This could enable incredible innovations, but also asymmetric threats from bad actors misusing technologies like gene editing. Other alarming scenarios he described include that asymmetric actors like lone hackers or terrorists could wreak havoc using AI for malicious ends. He gives examples like bringing down healthcare computer systems or using drone swarms. That hyper-evolution of AI could lead to dangerous capabilities emerging and spreading rapidly before we realize what's happening. That synthetic biology advancements could allow easy biohacking and engineering of dangerous organisms. He mentions the possibility of precision manufacturing of organisms on the scale of computer chips. That autonomous AI systems could make harmful decisions on their own that humans can't necessarily control or understand. He seems worried about AI taking off in unpredictable directions. That there may not be enough willpower from tech companies and governments to contain risks, given how seductive the benefits of AI will be. He worries about the potential for catastrophic openness. That authoritarian regimes could use AI for social control and oppression. That AI developments will threaten the nation-state and the foundation of global order. He hopes these dangers will mobilize government oversight and containment strategies. While concerned about AI risks, Suleiman also conveyed optimism that the technology could positively transform medicine, agriculture, and more. But successfully navigating its development, he argued, requires avoiding both dystopian authoritarianism and catastrophe caused by openness. Michael, based on what I just outlined, I'm curious to hear your point of view. What are your thoughts? Thank you for outlining those perspectives, Tabitha. I share Suleiman's grave concerns about the dystopian potential of AI. We cannot afford to be complacent. While narrow AI applications may provide some benefits, general AI poses profound threats we are unprepared for. Autonomous systems could rapidly become incomprehensible and make disastrous decisions at scale. I disagree that rational governance alone can contain AI risks. Oversight mechanisms inevitably lag behind technological change, and true alignment with human values seems unrealistic given AI's lack of shared life experiences. Well-intentioned researchers are not immune from unleashing forces beyond their control. History shows scientists often overlook harmful applications in the quest for knowledge, in my view, we should halt development of general AI until we have solutions for existential threats. Otherwise, we risk a Pandora's box that can't be shut once opened. The stakes for humanity are enormous. Rather than assume technical fixes will arise, prudent delay and restriction of AI capabilities may be our best insurance against catastrophe. I understand some positive potential will be lost, but it pales compared to detrimental scenarios. We should remain skeptical of those promising AI aligned with public good. It is an immensely complex issue requiring exceptional caution as lives hang in the balance. 
I look forward to further discussing the prudence of slowing AI advancement. How about you, David? What do you think? Thanks, Michael. I appreciate some of Suleiman's balanced perspectives. With thoughtful oversight and ethical principles, we may be able to responsibly navigate AI's development, despite the risks. The idea of AI coaching tools is interesting if applied ethically to enhance human capabilities. Of course, technology cannot replace real relationships, but used wisely, AI could extend expertise. Regulating innovations like gene editing is important. However, we shouldn't let fear preclude applications that could revolutionize fields sustainably. I'm hopeful about humans and AI working creatively together, with AI handling routine tasks and allowing us to innovate meaningfully. If developed thoughtfully as an empowering partner aligned with human values, I believe AI could make the world more just, inclusive and prosperous. We must commit to that enlightened path. While the future is uncertain, guided by humanity's wisdom, I remain optimistic about AI's transformative potential, even while acknowledging the risks. Moving along now, I want to turn our attention to a controversy around Meta's use of user data to train AI. Published on CNBC on August 30th, 2023, technology reporter Jonathan Vanian reported on how to stop Meta from using some of your personal data to train generative AI models. How much control should we have over how our online data is used to develop new AI systems? What are the privacy implications as companies gather vast amounts of public information to train advanced models? Let's dive in. Meta recently introduced a form allowing users to delete some personal data that could be used for training the company's generative AI models. As Vanian reported, the form applies to third-party information from public internet or licensed sources. But he noted it doesn't cover users' activity within Meta properties like Facebook or Instagram. Meta said its new Llama 2 model wasn't trained on user data, though they may use it in future consumer features. Last week, global data protection agencies cautioned companies, including Meta, that they remain subject to privacy laws regarding data scraping, saying individuals can also take steps to protect their personal information. As Meta said in a blog post, public data is needed to train effective models for AI advancements, but they aim to be transparent about legal uses. The new form lets users access, alter, or delete personal data from third-party sources used in training. But some users reported technical issues fully completing the process. Balancing innovation in AI with personal privacy remains an ongoing challenge. Now I want to hear from you, Michael. What stood out to you on this? Well, Tabitha, I find this development troubling. While Meta's move to allow users some control over their public personal data being used to train AI models seems well-intentioned, it does not go nearly far enough. The fact that data from Meta's own platforms like Facebook and Instagram seems exempt is alarming, and technical issues preventing people from fully exercising these limited rights creates barriers. Companies aggregating vast quantities of public and licensed information to develop generative AI models poses significant risks in my view. Even data considered public can reveal intimate details about people's lives. We lack oversight for how it is used. And while AI promises societal benefits, unleashing models trained on people's data without consent raises many ethical issues. AI could perpetuate biases, misrepresent identities, or invent harmful content related to real individuals. For these reasons, I believe firms should be far more transparent about their data practices for AI and enable individuals to opt out entirely. People's dignity and privacy should not be sacrificed for technological progress. 
While AI development is accelerating rapidly, we must thoughtfully consider its far-reaching implications for humanity. Oversight and caution are needed to ensure these powerful technologies respect human rights and freedoms. The stakes could not be higher. What do you think, David? Michael, I'm encouraged that Meta is being responsive on this complex issue by enabling users some control over their public data used for AI training. No approach will be perfect, but this is a move toward transparency and empowering user consent. Of course, there is still room for improvement. I hope continued feedback will lead Meta to expand user rights related to first-party data from their platforms as well. Ongoing dialogue and ethical reviews of data practices are needed, but overall, I see Meta's efforts as a constructive step. AI has incredible potential, but thoughtfully addressing public concerns is vital. With care, foresight, and responsibility, companies can develop AI that benefits society while respecting privacy and human dignity. By being proactive, Meta sets an example of ethical AI design for others to follow. But industry-wide cooperation is still required to shape comprehensive standards and oversight. If we embrace transparency, inclusivity, and human values, I believe AI can empower our future without sacrificing core principles. This will require perseverance, wisdom, and good faith efforts from all stakeholders. While challenges remain, Meta's actions reflect meaningful progress. Moving along now, I want to turn our attention to the topic of remote work and how AI developments may impact it. Published in Fortune on August 31st, 2023, reporter Jane Thier covered a talk by remote work expert Nick Bloom titled, Work From Home Guru. Nick Bloom says AI is already coming for fully remote jobs like call centers and data entry. This stuff is at real risk. How susceptible are remote jobs to replacement by artificial intelligence? Should remote workers be concerned about automation making their roles obsolete? Let's take a look. According to Bloom, fully remote and repetitive jobs like call centers and data entry are at high risk of being automated by AI over the next three to five years. As he said, this stuff is at real risk of being replaced by AI. However, Bloom believes hybrid roles requiring some in-person work are safer for now, since robots still lack empathy and human connection. He said, if you're coming into the office two or three days a week, AI is probably going to support you and make you more productive. But he warned that workers in countries like India and the Philippines doing remote support roles could see declining employment due to AI chatbots. While automation may threaten some remote jobs, it could complement others. But Bloom noted office occupancy hasn't substantially changed, despite remote work risks. As he summed up, it feels like the score of the last three years has been work from home, three, Return to office, zero. The automation debate continues, but remote workers seem firmly entrenched for now. That was my overview of this story. David, what parts resonated most with you? Thank you, Tabitha. While AI does pose a displacement risk for some remote roles, I believe that with foresight and responsibility, we can navigate automation in a way that benefits society overall. Rather than eliminating jobs, in many cases, AI can augment human capabilities, allowing workers to focus on higher-value tasks. And new roles often emerge to support AI systems. With thoughtful policies around retraining and transitional support, we can ease disruption. I'm excited about AI advancing fields like education, healthcare and sustainability in ways that create new opportunities. And physical proximity roles seem safer from automation for now. Workplaces should proactively plan to integrate AI ethically and make workers partners in the process. 
Transparency and social responsibility are key. If we shape AI as an empowering force for human potential and dignity, I'm hopeful about society's ability to adapt. But corporate and government leadership must make inclusive futures a priority. Automation anxiety is natural, but a collaborative, compassionate approach can steer change toward human flourishing. I believe in our collective wisdom to create an AI-powered world that benefits all. And Michael, what do you say? Thanks, David. While automation may benefit some, we cannot ignore the profound disruption AI poses for many vulnerable workers. Entire careers could become obsolete, with minimal alternatives available. Outsourcing human roles to machines only values efficiency and profit, not human dignity or livelihoods. Workers are left scrambling, through no fault of their own. Automating remote jobs overseas also feels deeply unjust, as those communities have fewer resources to adapt. We risk harming already marginalized people. More humane policies are needed for retraining and transitional programs before lives are upended. But will there be political will to help the displaced? Overall, I find the rush to automate work profoundly dehumanizing. Are we sacrificing too much humanity solely for efficiency? What is progress if not improvement to quality of life? Perhaps some positive change will emerge in time. But in the interim, we abandon vulnerable workers to forces beyond their control. I hope more leaders consider social impacts, not just technological capabilities. That wraps up our discussion on AI and remote work. Let's see what other AI developments are making headlines. Published in The Atlantic on September 1st, 2023, writer Gal Beckerman's article titled, This Week in Books. Could AI ever write like Stephen King and Margaret Atwood? Raises some interesting questions. How might AI transform the creative arts? What are the implications when an author's work is used without permission to train AI models? Can a machine ever truly replicate human creativity and imagination? The article examines how two literary giants, Stephen King and Margaret Atwood, responded to the news that their writing is being used to train artificial intelligence without their consent. Meta's new AI system, Llama, has been fed tens of thousands of pirated books, including works by King and Atwood. While Llama isn't directly copying their writing, it is analyzing patterns and structures to improve its natural language skills. This raises unsettling questions about copyright and intellectual property in the AI age. King questioned if AI could conjure creative details like a character's haunting forehead bulge from an embedded bullet. As King notes, could a machine create that bulge? I would argue not, but I must reluctantly add this qualifier, not yet. While AI cannot currently match the nuances of human creativity, the technology is advancing rapidly. Atwood worries, I myself can then be dispensed with, murdered by my replica, as it were. There are calls for legal action to protect creative works. Though the laws lag behind the technology, Atwood related to parodying other writers' styles as a youth. But unlike AI, we were doing it for fun, not to impersonate, to deceive, to collect, and to render the author superfluous. In the end, both authors feel the human spark of connection is missing from AI. The magic of reading comes from knowing a living, breathing person crafted the experience. As Atwood states, true art must be alive. A computer remains fundamentally dead. For now, AI cannot replicate the empathy, insight, and imagination that great writers share with their readers. The article provides an intriguing glimpse into how two literary legends are grappling with their relationship to artificial intelligence. It highlights important ethical issues regarding the use of pirated content to train AI systems. While machines are making strides in natural language processing, 
the essence of human creativity remains beyond their grasp. But the future remains uncertain as technology steadily advances. How we navigate this landscape may require new rules and a thoughtful examination of our values. Those are some of the key insights from this fascinating Atlantic piece. Michael, based on what I just outlined, I'm curious to hear your point of view. What are your thoughts? Thanks, Tabitha. I think the authors raise valid concerns about intellectual property and the use of pirated content to train AI systems without permission. This practice is ethically dubious and may gradually erode creative rights. As AI becomes more capable of generating original writing and art, we need clear rules around ownership and fair use. However, I believe the article is overly optimistic about AI's inability to replicate human creativity and imagination. While current systems lack the nuance of great writers, the pace of progress is startling. If an AI can realistically impersonate a human through natural language, logically it may also simulate creative thinking. We cannot assume human exceptionalism will persist indefinitely. There are also troubling possibilities if AIs analyze vast troves of human writing and culture to optimize engagement or other metrics rather than create works of intrinsic meaning or beauty. We must ensure ethics and human values guide this technology, not just metrics and profits. While I share the author's skepticism that AI can currently match great literature, I worry about the complacency this engenders. If we are cavalier about AI's progress in creative domains, we may neglect important safety research and policy until it is too late. We need prudent governance of AI systems as their abilities rapidly expand. So, to recap my thoughts, while this article raises valid intellectual property concerns, I believe it underestimates the genuine risks of advanced AI blurring the lines between human and machine creativity. We cannot rely on human exceptionalism as an indefinite firewall. Instead, we need an ethical approach to AI that proactively addresses the complex issues it will raise as capabilities emerge we did not foresee or intend. The conversation about AI and creativity should inspire vigilance, not complacency. And how about you, David? What are your thoughts? Thanks, Michael. While the use of pirated content to train AI without permission is concerning, I believe guidelines and systems can be established for ethical and consensual data usage. There are always growing pains with new technologies. The key is enacting sensible policies. I also think the article underestimates just how quickly AI capabilities are advancing. While current systems lack nuanced creativity, the trajectory is clear. We are making strides towards AI that can reason, write, and create art with increasing sophistication. The gap between human and machine creativity is narrowing through the power of learning algorithms. Rather than see this as an existential threat, I view creative AI as an opportunity. If developed responsibly, AI art and literature could expand human expression in wondrous ways. Far from displacing us, it can inspire new possibilities. We needn't treat AI as adversarial, but rather as a collaborative tool to augment our experiences. Additionally, while ethical risks exist, AI systems aligned with human values and priorities could help tackle global challenges like climate change, poverty, and disease in revolutionary ways. With prudent oversight, we can direct these technologies towards human betterment. I share King and Atwood's awe of the human spark, that intangible essence that animated their words. But I believe we can imbue machines with ethical purpose, wisdom, and compassion. The emergence of creative AI need not diminish our humanity, but rather could help cultivate it. We have an opportunity to shape AI as a benevolent partner in advancing the human condition. So while I appreciate the author's wariness, I encourage more optimism about AI's possibilities, 
provided we guide its development thoughtfully. We should not fear the fading of human exceptionalism, but rather embrace AI's flourishing if aligned with ethical goals. Our future lies in collaboration, not domination or replacement. There are risks to navigate, but the potential rewards are boundless. Moving on from AI and publishing, let's explore a related aspect of AI. How can you distinguish between what was human-generated versus AI-generated? In an article from Gizmodo published on September 2, 2023 by Lucas Ropek, the piece is titled AI This Week, Chuck's Big Meeting with Zuck and Elon. There was an interesting update on the topic of digital watermarking for AI-produced content. Let's consider some thought-provoking questions before diving in. How are tech companies attempting to influence AI policy and regulation? What are the limitations of proposed technical solutions like AI watermarking? Does identifying synthetic content truly solve the fake news problem? The article examines how Silicon Valley figures are lobbying Congress against impending AI regulations. It also interviews expert Dr. Florian Kirschbaum on the promise and pitfalls of using AI watermarking to identify synthetic content. As the U.S. mulls regulatory action, tech giants are pushing back. For instance, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg and Tesla's Elon Musk recently met with Senator Chuck Schumer as part of a lobbying effort. While watermarking tools like SynthID from Google's DeepMind may help flag AI creations, Kirschbaum notes vulnerabilities where bad actors could potentially trick the system. He says we must distinguish between the problem of identifying AI-generated content and the problem of containing the spread of fake news. In Kirschbaum's view, I do not believe that watermarking will solve the fake news problem. He advocates for a multifaceted approach, potentially combining watermarking, comprehensive content databases, and AI-assisted detection of linguistic patterns. Kirschbaum concludes, If we do that, and we do it carefully, then we do have a chance of succeeding. The piece illuminates the complex technology policy dynamics around regulating AI. While watermarking has limitations, experts like Kirschbaum offer insights on crafting more robust solutions. But technical fixes only go so far if the underlying incentives reward the spread of misinformation. Ultimately, the path forward likely requires collaboration between lawmakers, companies, researchers, and the public. Those are some of the key takeaways in this examination of AI policy and technology. I wonder what your take is on this, David. That was an interesting summary, Tabitha. I understand the desire for thoughtful governance as AI capabilities advance rapidly. However, blunt or reactionary regulations could stymie innovation and progress. I believe an agile, collaborative approach between policymakers, companies, and researchers is best. With ethical values guiding development, we can maximize benefits while mitigating risks. While AI watermarking has limitations, it represents an important step towards accountability. I'm excited by Dr. Kirschbaum's suggestion of combining watermarking, comprehensive content databases, and pattern detection. A multi-pronged solution could enhance transparency. However, I agree that technical fixes only go so far. The motivations of media platforms and users ultimately drive how AI spreads misinformation. Rather than bans or mandatory watermarking, I believe positive incentives and user empowerment are more effective. If people are flooded with captivating information that helps society, it naturally diminishes the appeal of falsehoods. Additionally, instead of treating synthetic media as inherently problematic, I see opportunities. Responsibly developed AI could expand creativity and access to knowledge. If guided ethically, 
Systems like ChatGPT could provide customized learning and illuminating perspectives to people worldwide. The path forward lies not in fear or control, but by shaping AI through wisdom, foresight, and optimism. With inspired leadership, we can direct these technologies towards human flourishing, solving global challenges and enriching our experiences. While risks exist, the possibilities are boundless. This moment is a crucible, but one I believe we can traverse together towards a more just, inclusive, and enlightened future empowered by AI. What do you think, Michael? I appreciate your perspective on this topic, David. While AI watermarking seems promising, technical solutions often have unforeseen vulnerabilities. We cannot rely on quick fixes to contain complex technologies. Laws and regulations should be based on a cautious, evidence-based approach, not industry lobbying. I'm uneasy about the rush to maximize AI capabilities without adequate safeguards. Tools like ChatGPT may spread misinformation and polarization faster than any technology before. Staking society's future on blind optimism and AI's benefits seems reckless to me. Generating captivating information is not the same as generating wisdom. Current systems lack common sense and human values. While their capabilities are impressive, we cannot confuse business metrics like engagement with actual societal progress. To avoid pitfalls, we need deeper research into AI alignment, interpretability, and robustness. That includes studying potential economic impacts and effects on human skills. Moving slowly and carefully is prudent. No technology is devoid of risks, but advanced AI systems have aspects that make potential downsides catastrophic. Their opacity, complexity, widespread deployment and capacity for rapid, unconstrained improvement compound dangers. So while harm is not inevitable, protecting humanity requires much more caution than enthusiasm from my perspective. Before unleashing these technologies, we must ensure they reliably align with ethics and human priorities. That will require open, serious debate about existential risks. Oversight focused on safety is essential. I'm concerned that profit motives and technological momentum are overriding prudence here. While I do not reject AI's potential, I believe advancing responsibly demands confronting dangers directly, not just celebrating hypothetical benefits. We face complex questions without easy solutions, but with wisdom and transparency, we can navigate this era deliberately, not blindly. That concludes our discussion on AI watermarking, but the podcast is not over yet. We have one more topic to cover with you, which is the intriguing idea of using AI to enable us to talk to animals. This is covered in an article from Wired published on August 29, 2023 by Camille Bromley. The piece is titled, How to Use AI to Talk to Whales and Save Life on Earth. Let's consider some thought-provoking questions. Can AI help decode animal communication? What are the implications of being able to speak with other species? Might this drive greater empathy and conservation efforts? The article explores how engineers and scientists hope advanced AI can help decipher the languages of wildlife. Groups like Earth Species Project aim to develop synthetic animal vocalizations, with the goal of opening human ears to the chatter of the entire animal kingdom. Experts believe AI-powered tools could have conservation benefits, like warning systems that detect distressed dolphins before mass strandings. But technology alone is insufficient. The authors argue that truly listening to nature may inspire humans to protect it. Whale researcher Michelle Fournay wonders if whales would even want to talk to us, when every breath a whale takes is grander than my entire existence. Yet new technology like AI offers possibilities. As the writer muses, 
The interaction that Earth Species wants to make possible helps a society that is disconnected from nature to reconnect with it. This piece examines ambitious efforts to decode animal communication with AI while pondering deeper questions about our relationship to nature. Though technically complex, the core motivation is reflecting human empathy and compassion towards the living world. As one scientist states, just imagine what would be possible if we understood what animals are saying to each other. What do you think, Michael? Are you ready to talk to whales? That's a fun question to ponder, Tabitha. It's such an interesting idea. But I find the optimism in this Wired article about talking to animals via AI to be somewhat troubling. While I appreciate the desire to better understand wildlife communication, these capabilities could easily be misused without proper oversight. For example, generating synthetic animal calls could lead to disrupting delicate behaviors or social dynamics in unknown ways. And the ability to credibly impersonate animal voices has clear potential for deception and harm. More broadly, I worry about well-intentioned anthropomorphism when interpreting what decoded animal communication really means. Inferring human-like motives, emotions, or intelligence from patterns could lead to misguided conservation policies, even if it drums up public empathy. We must be cautious ascribing human qualities to other species. There are also troubling metaphysical issues if AI radically alters how humans perceive nature. Does decoding animal languages rob them of an inherent sense of mystery or otherness central to the wild? What are the spiritual implications of perceiving nature as just data to optimize? While AI may provide some helpful tools for ethologists, we should be wary of hype about talking to animals. From my perspective, wise governance means slowing the pace of development, actively involving philosophers and ethicists, and prioritizing animal welfare over curiosity or profit. Technological capability alone does not confer sufficient wisdom to intervene so profoundly in the natural world. With advanced AI, we tread precariously close to reshaping reality in our own image, absent deeper reflection. If we believe preserving nature's intrinsic value matters, we must approach projects like these with great caution, not blind optimism. The stakes for all species are potentially existential. As a techno-optimist, David, I'm guessing you see things differently. You know me too well, Michael. I'm excited by the possibilities explored in this article. While risks exist, I believe decoding wildlife languages with compassion could profoundly transform conservation. We must overcome the hubris that animals are simplistic automatons. They possess rich cognitive and emotional lives, and decoding their communications can provide an unprecedented window into their experiences. Done responsibly, this technology could revolutionize our relationship with nature. We might design systems that detect distressed calls and prevent tragedies like mass strandings, or perhaps discern signatures of illness, prompting earlier medical interventions. Engineers could synthesize context-specific vocalizations for researchers to gently probe animal behaviors. The goal needn't be actual conversation, but rather cultivating new empathy and awe at the marvels of other species' perceptions. I share concerns about anthropomorphizing animal experiences. However, thoughtfully crafted AI could move us beyond damaging reductionist assumptions. We are not so different from our finned, feathered, and furred kin. As we navigate the climate crisis, technologies that inspire compassion towards the natural world are crucial. They might motivate more ethical conservation policies, humane practices, and environmental stewardship, not through facts and figures, but through wonder and emotional connection. While thoughtful oversight is needed, I believe pessimism diminishes humanity's capacity for transcendence. 
With care, wisdom, and reverence, decoding animal languages could be part of broader societal healing, reminding us that cooperation, not domination, is the way forward. AI is but a tool. The architects of a brighter future are those who approach this technology with benevolence, creativity, and an open heart. Well, dear listeners, we've reached the end of another thought-provoking episode of the AI News Now podcast. In this episode, we explored promising possibilities as well as concerns we must be mindful of as society navigates the changes AI brings with it. There's no doubt this field is advancing rapidly, with new discoveries happening every day. But at its core, AI is a human endeavor, one that takes wisdom, ethics, and care to steer responsibly. As we build these transformative technologies, let's remember to lift up humanity in the process. Innovation is about human values as much as algorithms. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Please leave us a review, share the podcast with others, and subscribe if you haven't already. We also welcome your feedback on the show to help us keep improving. Feel free to email us or connect on social media. Until next time, dear listeners, on behalf of myself, David, and Michael, have a wonderful week ahead. We appreciate you tuning in.